morning, y'all. I'm Stephen Ardery, in for Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, January 19th. It was a historic day for television on this date in 1953. It was the day Lucy Ricardo gave birth to her son, Little Ricky, on the hit show I Love Lucy. But behind the scenes, Lucille Ball gave birth that same day to her real-life son. Do you remember his name? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center for your Thursday forecast. And good Thursday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovide. Starting out this morning with temperatures in the 50s, some areas of fog giving way to a mix of sun and clouds today. will be a breezy and warm day near the record high temperature. Record high is 78 degrees for today, forecasting 77. Small chance of a shower this evening as a cold front comes through. Behind that, mostly sunny, 68 tomorrow, 58 degrees, much cooler on Saturday. Saturday clouds increase, turns cloudy through the day, and by Sunday we're looking at a good chance. Of rain. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Life 5 News. Now, let's check your morning headlines. The city of Folly Beach could lose $1.5 million in revenue if they decide to limit short-term rentals. At least that's according to a project manager who talked at a community meeting last night. Yeah, at that same meeting, residents discussed the pros and cons of capping short-term rental licenses on the island to 800. Now, this issue stems from a citizen petition looking to cap short-term rentals. These are things like Airbnbs or rented-out condos. Our Anna Harris, she attended that debate last night and spoke to folks about why this is such a big deal to them. Another major concern came from some real estate agents that spoke last night. They say they're having major trouble closing on deals because of this potential cap. Others say it's affecting their overall livability. Michael Rifford has been a builder on the island for more than 16 years. Since the short-term rental cap is still up for debate, he says he's had to pull two of his homes off the market from buyers' concerns. Others brought up concerns that their lifelong home might slip out from under them. Due to the current license law and moratorium in place, some say their homes might not be able to get passed down to their kids. A majority of people at last night's discussion were against the short-term rental cap. A few people pro-cap were in attendance, but those associated with the Folly Beach Resident Association said they did not feel safe going on camera for fear of personal attacks. They provided this statement. Without experts from the city present to factually answer residents' questions, we don't feel this forum is a beneficial one and that it could fuel further divisiveness and misinformation. Therefore, FRA will not be participating in this event. It shouldn't be able to go to a citizen vote, especially to a small group that is basically detrimental for people's livelihoods and incomes, and they're making us seem like we're huge investors. We're, we're not. We're, we're your neighbors. Permanent residents on Folly Beach can cast their vote on February 7th in favor or against the short-term rental cap. On Folly Beach, Anna Harris, Sly 5 News. Well, the city of Buford has been approved for a grant to help fix drainage and flooding issues along Bayard Street in the Point neighborhood. The $800,000 grant comes from the Environmental Protection Agency. Among the improvements will be new stormwater pipes installed in the public right-of-way. The work on Bayard Street is part of an ongoing plan to address flooding issues in the Point. The city says the historic neighborhood has outdated stormwater pipes and poor drainage flow. 
The Town of James Island Board of Zoning Appeals approved the removal of two grand trees to make way for the construction of a traffic roundabout. The removal of the trees will allow for the construction of a traffic circle at the corner of Camp Road and Fort Johnson Road. Committee Vice Chair David Savage says the proposed change is necessary. He cites the danger of the intersection and says engineers made every effort to avoid the loss of trees. The debate over the removal of the trees began at the October 2022 meeting when the board decided to table the, the, the decision while more information on the project was gathered. Four days away from former attorney Alec Murdoch going to court, charged for the murders of his wife and son. Now his defense is asking the court to stop the state from using testimony from a blood splatter expert, Tom Bevel. According to the newest filing, Orangeburg County Deputy Chief Dr. Kenneth Kinsey, a former SLED special agent, says the stains on the shirt are too hard to identify as high-velocity splatter. Those are blood stains you'd likely find on a shooter's clothing. Meanwhile, the state's expert Bevel reportedly disagrees, ultimately claiming the stains are blood splatter. Kenzie says it's too hard to tell, and this comes as the defense has previously requested Bevel's opinion be thrown out. Now they're asking he not testify in the murder trial coming up next week. A young bicyclist is recovering this morning after being hit by a car just before 4.30 p.m. yesterday afternoon, the South Carolina Highway Patrol says a juvenile on a bike was crossing Nexton Parkway Extension near Cane Bay Boulevard. Troopers say a car was headed west on the extension when it collided with the bike. The biker was taken to the hospital. No word on their condition at this time. Well, two upstate lawmakers have sponsored a bill aimed at drunk drivers. That bill says if a driver is convicted of reckless vehicular homicide while under the influence, the driver would have to pay child support to the victim's children who are minors. This would apply to both vehicles and boat crashes. The payments would continue until the child reaches 18 and graduates from high school. The bill has been referred to the House Judiciary Committee. Well, one of the top leaders at South Carolina State House has his sights set on boosting economic development this year. South Carolina just closed out a record year in that arena, securing more than $10 billion in capital investment. The committee filed its first bill yesterday, the Statewide Education and Workforce Development Act. The comprehensive bill would require an annual analysis of how many jobs are open across the state and how many graduates there are to fill them. And it would recreate a one-stop shop portal for students and job seekers to find job openings by region, see what qualifications they need, and compare salaries. South Carolina may soon be the only state with an all-male Supreme Court bench. Judge Cahern is set to retire from the bench after reaching the state's retirement age for judges. The Judicial Merit Selection Commission says Judge Stephanie Pendarvis McDonald and Judge Aphrodite Condoros have both withdrawn from consideration for the upcoming vacancy. The chief counsel confirmed both judges withdrew on Tuesday. These withdrawals leave Judge Gary Hill as the only candidate remaining. The General Assembly vote for the seat is scheduled for next month. 
The Charleston County Public Library has received a $10,000 grant for its free and fresh community fridge program. Yeah, the program gives out free fruits and vegetables at select libraries and areas of higher food insecurity and need. Our Emily Johnson, she joins us live from outside one of those libraries. Emily, uh, what more can you tell us about the program? Good morning, everyone. While the free and fresh community fridge program is located at three different library branches, including here at the Otranto Library, Hollywood Library, and John L. Dart Library, which is currently closed for renovations. The South Carolina Stingrays donated over $5,000, and Center for Rural and Primary Health Care awarded the program a mini-grant. The program is available for anyone to come in and take what they need, but people can also leave fruits and vegetables for others. Local organizations also donate to the fridge programs to promote food literacy across Charleston County. Since opening in 2021, about 60,000 pounds of produce were given out in the first year alone, impacting thousands of families. Kathleen Montgomery with the Charleston County Public Library says the free and fresh community fridge program is something that people can take advantage of if they need it or not. It's a really vital resource. People have trouble accessing um, affordable food and whether or not you have um, a healthy and fresh meal can really make your day. So um, we've heard directly from the community the impact that this has on their lives, uh, on their health, on their, on their bills. It really um, has been a really positive program and we've been um, really grateful to see the impact. The program also accepts produce or financial donations. For more information on how to donate, visit our website, live5news.com. Reporting live in North Charleston, Emily Johnson, Live 5 News. At the top of the show, I told you that on this date, 70 years ago, Lucille Ball gave birth to her son the same day the I Love Lucy episode aired in which she gave birth to her TV son. Her real-life son was named after her then-husband. That means Desi Arnaz Jr. turned 70 today. Others celebrating birthdays today include actors Tippi Hedren from Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, who turns 93, and former PBS newsman Robert McNeil, who's 92. Country singer Dolly Parton turns 77, TV chef Paula Dean is 76, actress Katie Siegel is 69, comedian Paul Rodriguez is 68, actor Sean Wayans is 52, and U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is 41. Thanks again for joining us on Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Stephen Artery, in for Katie Kamen, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all, produced every weekday morning. You can listen and subscribe at live5news.com slash podcast. And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.